What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. I'll tell you who would be a great GM. I think that would be our next guest who always joins us. Football in the 20s, our good friend Johnny Mack, Johnny McMullen, of course, host of Extending to Play every Saturday, 10 to 11, right here on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. You hear him all over the place, Eagles Insider, NFL Insider, great follow on Twitter, JF McMullen. I'm sure it's been a busy day. I, I don't know. I mean, has anything happened today? It seems like you've been running around all day. Yeah, the Eagles uh, signed a practice squad corner a couple minutes ago. Big news. Big news. <laughs> <laughs> I was, you know, it was funny. I was actually going to start with that when they got rid of the kid Brown, but um, <laughs> they write the big news of the day, kicking uh, players out of hotels and whatnot. All right, listen, this, are you really shocked by this news? Are you shocked by the news, or are you shocked by the timing of the news that the Eagles decide uh, right now, at this moment, they're going to bench Carson Wentz in favor of Jalen Hurts to start Sunday against the Saints? No, I, I, I'm not shocked. I thought they would stick with Carson Wentz only because uh, we talked about it a lot, you and I. Uh, it's going to be difficult uh, to move on from them uh, from that perspective. So if you think about moving forward, he, he's 90, 95% sure to be here next season. So what do you do from that standpoint? And, and then the other part to me is, you know, the change in quarterback to Jalen Hurts, it doesn't change the nope. offensive line. It nope. doesn't change the lack of playmakers. And poor Jalen Hurts has got to go in there as a rookie quarterback who hasn't gotten first-team reps all season, and he's got to go play with these guys. So I don't think he's set up for success. So all of a sudden, you got one quarterback who's – lost his confidence, and he might be joined by another young quarterback. And that's the last thing I would want to happen. Do you think, though, for, if just say, for argument's sake, Hurts plays during, well, first of all, do you believe this is just a one-week proposition here with Carson Wentz being benched? Or do you believe this is four weeks where they're just going to run out, just run the table with Jalen Hurts, just, just to get his feet wet? Yeah, I, I think they're going to run the table with Jalen Hurts. I, I think the only, uh, to, to to ping-pong back and forth, yo-yo back and forth from Wentz to Hurts back to Wentz. I mean, that would make no sense whatsoever. So, barring injury, yeah, I think this is uh, the final quarter of this season is Jalen Hurts to sort of see what he can do and for this franchise to evaluate what they have in, in, in Jalen Hurts. Who, you know, it, one at the highest level in college football for both Alabama and Oklahoma, runner-up in the Heisman uh, Trophy race to Joe Burrow. So I, he's a talented kid, and, and maybe uh, he's got the ability uh, to extend the play, cheap plug for Saturday's show uh, that Carson Wentz no longer has due to some of the injuries that he's suffered. And maybe that's what you need with a poor offensive line and with receivers that – can't get open against press coverage. You gotta, you gotta play some sandlot football. So maybe that's what the Eagles need. I, I guess now the question is, you know, that elephant in the room that's worth about 128 million dollars with that contract extension. It's a two prong. It's a, it's a, it's a two prong question here for you. The first one is, do you believe that Carson Wentz is salvageable and he can become that quarterback he once was? And the second part is, if you do believe that, do you believe he's salvageable in Philly? 
I don't, you know, it depends what your definition is. If you're talking 2017 Carson Wentz, no, I, I don't think he's ever going to be that player. Uh, again, and we can debate why, whether it's whether it is the injuries, whether it is um, a lack of confidence, what it, whatever it might be. Uh, I don't think you're going to see that level of player. Could you see uh, the 2019 Carson Wentz? Yeah, I, I think he could get back to that uh, position as long as you put a top-10 offensive line in front of him, like a lot of quarterbacks in this league, in the clean pocket, uh, and he gets comfortable. Uh, I think he'd be fine. But I, I think it has to do with the other personnel around him. And can it be done in Philly? Uh, I, I would lean towards no. I, I mean, it, it's just human nature uh, to, to sort of – and you see it all the time in, in, in sports, not just the NFL, Rich. When you see things go wrong in one city, uh, it's almost like, like a player would like to move just to stick it to that organization. No doubt. Um, so I'm not saying that's where Carson is, but that generally is what happens in these types of situations. I saw you retweeted something that Zach Berman tweeted, and it's apropos. It's actually from the mouth of Doug Peterson back on November 22nd. And just to paraphrase, look, if you get to that spot where you don't start Wentz or bench him, you're sending the wrong message to your football team that the season is over. That's a bad message. We have to work through this, end quote. And, and now I can take that as two ways. It's a major contradiction by a coach at this point that – you know, again, backtracking by his actions today, doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Or has it flipped now 180? Is he trying to salvage his job? Is he trying to uh, uh, not get fired at the end of the season? I mean, how, how do you take that comment from November 22nd and then look at his actions today? I mean, and he's got a right to decide what's best for the team, but it's just, man, I, I'll tell you, that's what, 16, 14, 15 days ago. Well, yeah, I mean, it was 16 days ago. I, I, I and, and by the way, I, I think he was telling the truth. I, I think it does say the season's over, and that's what it says today. The season's over for the Philadelphia Eagles, and they're into evaluation mode. I mean, I, I don't think anybody saw the Giants beat Seattle. I don't think anybody saw Washington uh, beating Pittsburgh, but it happened, uh, and the Eagles aren't really relevant in this division, especially when you look at New Orleans. Uh, on the schedule, uh, and even Arizona after that, it's hard to imagine them winning games like that. Yep. So um, it, it is what it is, and whether it's a bad message or not, it's not the first team that has given up on a season and has shifted towards more of an evaluation mode to see what you have in younger players, and it won't be the last. I, I just think that's where the Eagles are. Uh, and, the, and the bigger question for them is the salary cap issue. Yep. How, how do you get out of this win situation? Uh, and it's not going to be easy. The record in this league, Rich, for dead money is uh, $21 million. Uh, the Eagles like to spin themselves off as an innovative organization. So maybe they try to go the NBA baseball route and they try to change the rules, so to speak, and, and try to sell this player uh, – you know, Brock Osweiler would probably be the most yep, notable yep. example of that, or the closest at least, uh, where somebody's willing to pick up uh, uh, an awful contract. Or, you know, maybe Wentz says, you know what, I want I want the heck out of here. This isn't my kind of vibe. And maybe he reworks his deal to, 
to, to make it easier to trade them. It's, it's a sixty. I mean, it's sixty million a dead cap. And Osweiler, you're right. I mean, that's just basically it's like hush hush, go away money. I, it's just it's just it's bizarre. I know you and I have talked about this during your show, on my show, off the air ad nauseum. But it's just bizarre when you think about this. This was a four-year, $128 million contract extension. Were they paying Carson Wentz based on what he did in the past prior to his injury? Or were they paying Carson Wentz on what they believe he was going to do in the future? No, I I mean, this is a young player. This is a 27-year-old quarterback. And, and again, I've talked about it. He played played well uh, in, in 2018 before his injury, uh, before his back injury. And in 2019, he played well. He certainly, now you could argue he wasn't an elite level quarterback. And I, I would certainly agree with that, but he was a more than competent quarterback. And that's the going rate. Look at, uh, look at what these quarterbacks get. Uh, look at what Kirk Cousins gets. Derek Carr, quarterbacks like that. Uh, they're, they're, uh, it's sort of just, the cost of doing business in the NFL. So you understand that at that position. The contract is not a bad contract if he just played like the 2018 and 2019 Carson Wentz. The the inexplicable part of this (laughs) is is the falling off a cliff, the falling off the table. I've racked my brain to come up with a comparison. I couldn't. It's never happened before. Nobody who has played at the level of Carson Wentz for four years the way he's played in his fifth year with no, you know, you could argue the major injuries in the past, but remember, he came back from those injuries and was still playing at a relatively high level. This is inexplicable in a lot of ways, and I think Rich, I think yeah. when we get to the, the real story, I don't think it's going to have anything to do with X's and O's, schemes, coaching, health. I think this, I, this is this is one for the sports psychologist. I really believe that. Uh, listen, I agree 100%. I mean, we've seen it. We've seen it in sports, not just in football. I mean, hell, for years, look at Mag, uh, Mackie Sasser, you know, Chuck Knobloch. We, you know, um, who was the kid that played for Orlando years ago? Uh, I think it was uh, Dennis Scott with the free throws, and just they always would foul him down the we road. On the Philadelphia play. with Markel Fultz. Yeah, yeah. Was, well, uh, well, there you go, a... with the yips. Uh, so, yeah, you know, I, I, you know, RG3 had that great rookie season than obviously the injuries, but to have the level of play that Carson Wentz has had, it's. let me ask you this last one on Wentz before we move on. Um, do you believe this was a decision that was uh, that falls squarely on Doug, or do you think there was pressure from above? Uh, I, I think the pressure from above more leaned towards staying with Carson uh, because of the contract, uh, because of what Jeffrey Lurie outlaid. Um, and, and that's been going back and forth as this soap opera has has moved on. There were certain people saying Doug was being forced to play Jalen Hurts. I think it's the exact opposite. I think he wanted to play Jalen Hurts, and he got the brakes got put on him. And he kind of looked at his press conference on Monday, and he made it pretty clear that this was a lone wolf decision, and nobody else was involved. And this was a coach at the end of his rope saying, you know what, this guy is killing me, and i got to make a change. 
that's uh, a great point. Johnny Mac, Johnny McMullen uh, joining us for a couple moments, as he typically does every 20 after on a 4 o'clock. Uh, football in the 20s on a Tuesday edition of Back Your Play. All right, a couple quickies on the NFL. You know, look, we're seeing upsets all over the place. First, I, I mean, how about the scenario that unfolds between the Raiders and the Jets? And we always joke, you know, with our <laughs> Seinfeld-isms, you know, trying to get fired and whatnot with the Costanzas. But what the hell was Williams thinking? If you go back to his track record, we've seen this before. But, I mean, if you're a Jets fan, you're like, are you kidding me? But then in the back of your mind, you're like, well, this is fine because we're still in play for the top overall draft pick. But was that Williams basically just sticking it to the head coach? Yeah, I mean, Adam Gase to me is, first of all, I mean, you talk about Greg Williams getting fired. Adam Gase is, I'm convinced, it's going to outlast us all. He's a cockroach. He's the worst. <laughs> you know, I always joke about Mike Lombardi when, when Doug Peterson yep. got hired. He made that, that quote about Doug being the least prepared head coach, and he got so much criticism uh, when he went on to win a Super Bowl. Adam Gase is the least prepared head coach I've ever seen. He's not a leader. He constantly throws players and other coaches under the bus. He did the same as Greg Williams. He should have, but there's the guy who loses his job. Uh, Greg Williams is what he is. He always is coached that way. Comes the good, some good, some bad. He's very aggressive. That, that was a bad decision, no question about it. But, you know, Nobody wants 0-16 on nope. their resume, nope. but i, I got to tell you, I, I mean, obviously it's more important to get Trevor Lawrence than winning a game against the Raiders. So it, it's tough for Jets fans. Uh, and the other team up there on the turnpike, the Giants. How about the Giants going on the road with McCoy, a veteran backup, good for him, not doing a lot offensively. They were able to run the ball with Gallman, Morris, and that defense had a hell of an effort against Seattle, shutting down the Seahawks. They get the upset win. And then you got Washington last night, come hell or high water. They don't care if Alex Smith's legs fall off. They're not sticking in Haskins, but you get Washington. <laughs> Washington Alex, on the road. Alex Smith is such a great oh, story. Oh, I know. It's a great but, story. Know, the Giants, I, I, I think you know, Gallman had a great day running yep. the football. Uh, their defense has been – it's just coming on. Yep. That defense, especially that front, is, is so talented. And, and they hit a home run with Blake Martinez. They hit a home run uh, with Bradbury at, at corner. And all of a sudden, they have a really – certainly a, a, a top uh, half of the NFL defense. And, and that turned pretty quickly. So I think it starts there. But one thing – I, you know, I was watching the broadcast uh, of the early game, the early Monday night game, right, Monday right. afternoon football, and they were making a big deal about the Giants going to Seattle winning. Now, I get it. You know, the big deal is they beat a good team. But, but they're acting up. like the 12th man is out there. No, no, that's you're one, right. That's but... one thing I've talked about all season. You're right. There is no more home field advantage. So forget about that. Uh, as far as, you know, the places like Seattle and Kansas City and New Orleans and Minnesota, the really, really loud venues, nobody's there. No. So you're not dealing. So Seattle's not as difficult to play as it typically would be. But that's still a great win how for about that Washington? team and Joe Judge. How, how, about, how about Washington and some of the play calling late by Pittsburgh? You know, you let a you let a a team gain confidence and hang around in a game like that late, like Washington. They just, you know, the quarterback's making some plays and the defense made some plays late against Big Ben. But I, I just thought some of the uh, the play calling by Tomlin, 
uh, or I should say by their coaching staff, was a little suspect. And I threw this out there last week and was joking. And I was like, you know, they're, they're a fraud 10-0. and Right or a fraud eleven and zero. I I still think Kansas City is the best team in the AFC. But to your point on Washington, oh, so that, that's so that's a by, great by a country mile. Yeah. Now Pittsburgh's had a great season. No and, doubt. And and they didn't have Connor, so they didn't feel comfortable running. Could you imagine if that game happened in Philadelphia and they were just throwing it, chucking it all oh. over the place? Run pass ratio, blah blah. It's nineteen seventy two. Look, that's the way they win. Uh, they have a very smart quarterback. Ben can get him in and out of good plays. But when you do that, I mean, and you look at the play that costs them the game, it's Montez Sweat just tipping the ball at the line of scrimmage. All of a sudden it's an interception. You knew they weren't going 16-0, and it just just came back to haunt them. But, uh, I mean, that's the modern NFL. You just chuck it. And if you don't have a running back, just just keep chucking it. Uh, last one before I let you get out of here. More impressive quarterback play for you this year, Baker Mayfield or Josh Allen? Josh Allen. Uh, I mean, Josh Allen. I, 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 he's not in the MVP voting because I, I think Aaron Rodgers and uh, Pat Mahomes. I mean, State Farm, it, they just hit a home run. I mean, they're going to have the Super Bowl. It's going to be State Farm Insurance. It's going to be Green Bay. Uh, That's right. It's going to be uh, – um, Kansas City, it's going to be Rodgers, it's going to be Patrick Mahomes. I mean, those two guys aren't, they're playing in a different league. Uh, but other than that, I think that second tier, I, I, Russell Wilson would be in that group, but he's kind of fallen back over the past few weeks. I, I think Allen's in that group. He's been amazing. Yeah, he has. And in, in a lot of ways, he's what Carson Wentz was supposed to be. Yep. A big-armed kid who, who didn't have the greatest mechanics, but he was a tremendous athlete, and he's ascending, and Carson's fallen, so uh, he's having a great season. I mean, getting Stephon Diggs helps, uh, but they got playmakers all over the place, and that's a big part of it as well. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see come playoff time with a lot of these AFC teams. I mean, I, I like, you know, Cleveland can really run the ball with that two-headed monster. And those, I mean, you know this, those teams that can run the football in bad weather and play defense, I mean, they're the teams that it's a war of attrition. Those are the teams that last. And then you look over in the NFC, you're right. I mean, you know, if the Packers, if they host a couple playoff games here and there, the way Aaron Rodgers is, he, I, I watched some of the throws the other day, and it's almost as though it's like he just – Sometimes I think he just runs around and tries to make the play more difficult than it has to be. <laughs> if you understand what I'm saying, it's so effortless. Yeah. It's it's like when I used to watch Bobby Abreu swing a bat. You know, it's like or Eric Dickerson run. It's not like he was running fast. It was just without so much. It looked like he wasn't putting any effort, but it's just the way he he was gliding, running the football. Rogers to me just runs around, does a 180, flicks it with his wrist, boom, and he drops dimes. It's amazing how comfortable he is. It's amazing how confident he is. I've been saying this for at least five, maybe even ten years. You can talk about who the greatest quarterback of all time is, and that generally comes down to Super Bowl success and Tom Brady, Joe Montana, quarterbacks like that. But I'll say this. Nobody has ever made playing quarterback in the NFL look easier than Aaron Rodgers. It looks like a chore for everybody else. It looks like he's got, you know, a glass iced tea. He's on the beach chair. He's enjoying himself. He, he's just so far yeah. ahead of everybody Crazy. else. It's, it's fun to watch. It, it absolutely it's, it's is. Just, 
amazing, amazing player. Okay. And I don't see anybody as talented as Patrick Mahomes is. That's athleticism. That's arm strength. This guy's ahead. He knows everything know. that's coming at you. He's got the, the mental acuity all put together with the arm strength. It, it, it's unbelievable. Yeah, no, you're 100% correct. John McMullen joining us as he does every Tuesday. Don't forget, does a great job with SI, the Philly Voice, Sirius XM, Sports Map Radio, and you can catch him every Saturday in the confines of our studio, AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio, with extending the play every Saturday from 10 to 11, and then we always close it out with a little Eagles intel. We will see you Saturday in the morning, my friend. I always appreciate a couple moments, and we'll listen to you tonight. You'll be on with Ryan at 1030, right? Ryan at 1030, yes. Uh, uh, 1490 Sports Betting Radio. Thanks, Rich. All appreciate right, pal. it. You got it. Always a pleasure. Appreciate that. John McMullen joining us as uh, he will typically do throughout the rest of the NFL season. Rothstein tomorrow in the 5 o'clock hour. You catch Johnny Mack tonight at 1030 with Ryan Rothstein and The Fix right here on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. Quickie timeouts. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.